Welcome to On Target, the podcast helping software sales leaders drive more pipeline and close transformational deals. I'm your host, Alex Elaine. Let's get into it. Welcome to this week's episode of On Target. We've decided to try something new this week, namely live coaching calls. I recently put out a poll on LinkedIn and gave you, my audience, an opportunity to ask one of any different types of questions that you had in mind. So on this week, we've actually covered one of those questions. I'd love to get your thoughts and feedback on what you think of this type of format. Is it helpful? Is it useful? Please let me know by sending me a message on LinkedIn. And with that said, let's dive right in. Hi, Peter. Alex Elaine here. Great to meet you. And let me know how you're hoping I can be helpful. Absolutely. I'll get straight to it. Or, Dad, you know, put on your LinkedIn. I've got a new sales leader. So I've got a team of 10 at the moment, got head of new business at a fintech. Essentially, uh, we're entering Q3 with quite a ambitious target, but definitely achievable. We're pretty much halfway there. And I wanted to pick your brains about what would kind of be the key priority for you uh, in terms of focus. So we've got six weeks left of the quarter. Halfway to target, we've got more stuff to move to contract. I've got a team of high performers and, and essentially two weeks ones. So I really wanted to pick your brains about what your key priorities would be, what system you would use now to kind of prioritise your time to make sure we're essentially finishing the call to drop. Yeah, it's a great question. Just help me understand if you are answering your own question right now, as in tell me what you are doing right now and what you are prioritising. Yeah. I'd love to hear your current way of working. So essentially everything I think you learned but revenue first. So I've got the list of deals which are going to plug our gap uh, rep and we've got clear next step with factors how we're going to mitigate diet so that's the first priority and then per rep essentially I have my notes okay how am I going to get the most out of them we have got two weaker performers if we're having to mitigate their target and try to essentially push by stock performers with a few more deals and they have got the pipeline to do it to, to offset that and just for context, those two will be on a on a big going September. But essentially, the the rest we're trying to lift up the deals, how we can get the most out and trading wise, what's going to plug the gap. So uh, that's kind of from both the people and revenue perspective, it's how I've tackled the problem so far. But I know it's probably a more effective framework that I could use rather than just say, okay, this is a skill gap, this is the deal gap. It's probably a better way I could organize my thinking. Got it. And just for my reference, in terms of the current framework, if any, are, are you guys leveraging any form of framework or criteria, or is this just based on your know-how and experience to date? Yeah, so just based on my know-how, I didn't quite practice. I did the two courses that uploaded the started year. So I've, I've tackled the problem from a basically a personal perspective, like people management you know, getting the most out of them and always obviously as a manager supporting them in the best way I can and just, you know, these are the key deals, these are the risk factors. So, yeah, no framework that I've used, more, I've more tackled it from revenue and a people perspective. Got it. And just one other question. If I went up to your team independently and asked all six of them to walk me through the way that they operate from a sales excellence standpoint and from a 
overall prioritization standpoint and professional operating system standpoint, would they all be synergistic in their answer? Would they all share the same DNA and how they would respond to me? Yeah, so we've kind of got both things for you this team. So revenue uh, generates art over everything. So that meetings every day. So they're always prioritizing revenue generating art. And we had to do lists. Okay, these are my revenue generating art of the most what I will need. And sort of a, a, a floor kind of, we say our robotic that we use trading wise, uh, which is our work, our approve, our strategize, and our last. So kind of that's the, the ethic of the team. And that's kind of how it works. So revenue generation first, and then we've got the kind of team pillars. So they would give you that answer if, if you ask them. That's kind of why why be to them anyway, and they're, they're on board with that. So yeah, that's right. kind of how we operate. Okay, I, I understand. So what it sounds like is you've done a great job in being the inspirational leader and the being able to give them some form of semblance of what is important. So from a prioritization standpoint, it sounds like they will have some good initial rationale about how they should be thinking, how they should be prioritizing their workload. What it feels like to me is the next level for you and the team is for you to start to lean into the operational aspect of leadership. So when we talk about the systems and the frameworks, it's crucial because you need to have some form of operational barometer for what does excellence look like in terms of the way you generate pipeline, in terms of the way you structure your day, and in terms of the way you execute a deal. And with the absence of that, it's really difficult, one, to have accountability, but two, to create enough momentum and groundswell, especially midway through the quarter. So the question then becomes, okay, well, what, what can you specifically do about that? The first thing is to choose a proven qualification criteria or a proven framework for your execution. Don't try and reinvent the wheel at this stage. So for example, you know, without me knowing the, the nuance of what you sell, you know, you could take Medic, for example. Uh, do you, are you familiar with Medic? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you could take that, for example, as a as a framework just to help you to create a uniform way that your team can leverage for deal reviews and deal inspections. So that will mean that they need to be able to deliver the metrics that matter in the deal, unpacking who is the true economic buyer in the deal, decision-making process, criteria, implication of pain, champion, and beyond. So that could be just an interesting thing for you to look at initially. But then I would say that the other part of what you need to spend time on is standards of excellence across those three categories that I described, but not, not at an inspirational level of these things are important, but very specifically, these are the metrics, KPIs, and operating standards that deliver this result. Full below it, you're not going to get to plan overachieve and you overachieve right so i'll pause there how, how much of that resonates that does resonate very well so that's exactly like what where i want my priority to be now so i think you kind of hit the nail on the head with i've managed to take a team that was the morale was very low when i took over we're now like we have a great at the d level kind of lot coming into work and 
that the inspirational side of it in terms of people management is, is there, we're always working on that. I need this practical framework where I would define exactly what excellence looks like in a category. And how I've done that really extend yet, but in terms of the way you described it, definitely a key priority. So I think that resonates really well. That's great, Tineed. Yeah, I mean, look, as with all of these things, that there's order of magnitude, right? It's the same way if I'm talking to a rep and they say that they're, you know, good at or they need to establish pain. And then they come back and they talk about deal friction and they say, well, I established pain. And then I say to them, well, did you establish what I call felt pain? Because they say there's three tiers to the level of pain, right? You can have surface level pain, which is, this is a nuisance or a challenge for a business. Whereas when we're talking about felt pain, is it, you know, are we talking about the depth and level of transformation that warrants a company investing 10, 50, 100,000, or even multi seven figures? And there's a different way we have to go about extracting that, inciting that, and implicating that within an account. And it's no different with what I'm talking to you about here. There's, you know, there's being an operator and then there's being a true, true operator. And I think it's that probably that evolution for you of going from level one to level three. Yeah. That makes sense. And any other way I can be helpful before we wrap? Yeah, I mean, like those of our personal question for you, obviously, you know, you achieve so much in your career. Um, I, I, I couldn't I probably link it obviously the the journey. Um is there any sort of key principles or characteristics that, that you have that you think have enabled you to do what you've gone to do? Yeah, it's a great question. And first of all, thank you so much just for following in for the support. I, re- I really appreciate that. The, the reality is, is that from day one, I always had a grand vision. I never started my career with, with any level of comfort of being average, okay, or even great. I wanted to braid records. I've always wanted to be number one. And I've wanted to do things with consistent pace and urgency. And so everything that I do, you know, over the years has always had that. And I think the biggest separation factor I've found is that Everyone claims to work hard. You know, you, you walk into a room of sellers and you say, who works hard? And everyone's going to put their hand up. So then it becomes a case of who can make the effective decisions, but also who is truly in the trenches when the wind is blowing and the rain is coming. And, and that's been the big difference for me. It, it's been that when it's raining, my running shoes are still on and I'm out there. When all adversity is against me in a deal, or with my career, I'm still on the field and I'm looking at it head on and I'm like, I'm marching forward. That vision I had from day one was so grand and so great that I was just absolutely relentless about getting there, you know, and I said to myself, um, you know, I wanted to achieve X, Y, and Z and every single day I was maniacal about it. So it's not me giving you any secret. I think it's more the, the case of, you sound like you're really astute, put together. I, I can just hear it. I can sense it. So now it's like playing chess with your career. Make the right move at the right time and just do more than anyone else is willing to. And it just makes the success piece and the pace of your career growth inevitable. Yeah, that thought does not appreciate anybody to do that. And um, yeah, no, really good. I think, do, do before that, sadly. Uh, I, I love it. It's uh, 
yeah, working hard, but you know, yeah, as, as you said, everyone claims to do it. Uh, you find out who the real hard workers are in, uh, in, in ties with Birdsby. So yeah, it's, uh, no, I really do appreciate you, you running through that and there's definitely a lot of stuff for me to take away and try and implement. I, I really do Absolutely, Peter. No, I think you sound great. Please keep me updated with your growth and progress and thanks again for the support. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Yeah, appreciate it. Anytime. Cheers now. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Never miss a tactic or actionable insight by subscribing to On Target wherever you get your podcasts. And if you gain value from the show, I would love it if you could share it with a friend and give us a five-star review. See you next time.